Hello there and welcome to the How to Market Your Horse Business podcast. I'm so glad you're joining me here today and thank you. Thank you for making time to join me. I'm so glad. Now, just in case we're new friends, I always briefly will tell you about myself and my business and I promise it's brief and then we will get into the meat of today's episode. All right. So as I said, my name is Denise Alvarez and through my business, Storm Lily Marketing, I help horse business owners like yourself to really clarify your marketing plan and your messaging. And I do that through one-on-one coaching as well as website design and content, email marketing strategy, and social stride, my monthly coaching program. And I do each of these things because I want to help you all be out and doing what you really enjoy doing, what you love to do, the things that got you into the horse business into the first place, right? And I know that not everybody gets super excited about marketing, and so I wanted to create a podcast so that I could help you break that down, right? Make it easy and doable, or at least doable. So here on the podcast, you will find step-by-step strategies, basic how-tos to help you not only see what's possible when you market your horse business, but to guide you through that process and help you make it happen. And so right now you are jumping into the middle or towards the end, actually, of a content marketing series here on the podcast, because when it comes to marketing your horse business online, especially and building up that important know, like, and trust factor in your business and with your potential customers, content creation and content marketing is really going to be a key part of that. And so we have talked about blogging. We have talked about podcasting in episode 85 and episodes 86 and 87. We focused on memberships as a content strategy. And you can, of course, go back and listen to those previous episodes on your favorite podcast player. Or if you head to the show notes on my website at stormlily.com slash 88, then I will have a link to each of those episodes as well so that you can listen and see where you might fit in in terms of your business plan your marketing strategy, and maybe if blogging or podcasting or a membership is right for you. Now today, what we're talking about actually can play into each of those things. And of course, social media, which we have talked about before here on the podcast, and that is video. Now, video has really always been an engaging way for you to market your business. But it seems that lately, especially in the past few years, And even in the past few months, video is continuing to rise to the top when it comes to content marketing, especially when you look at the growth of YouTube as a marketing platform, when you look at Instagram and how it has continued to transition. And as of the time of this recording is continuing to push videos and reels in particular, right? So here's the thing. If video is king, when it comes to marketing your horse business, How do you, the everyday horse business owner, who I know is wearing many hats, how do you use video strategically and frankly, without spending a fortune because of all that needs to be created? Now, thankfully, there are a myriad of ways that you can use video as a part of your overall content marketing strategy. Like I said, when it comes to podcasting, video can play a part. There are many people who put their podcast on YouTube as well. Social media, of course, 
uh, memberships, you're most likely going to be using video to train your members, whether it's live video or not, um, or a mixture of both, right? There's so many different ways. So that's why I'm so excited for you to meet today's guest on the podcast. Mariah Hammerschmidt is the Equine Network's video project manager, and she also is the supervising producer of Horse Week as well as Icons by American Cowboy. Now through that and what you will hear her share is that she works with a variety of equine businesses to help produce videos. And so you might be thinking a brand anthem. You might be thinking a social media clip. You might be thinking a documentary. Mariah has been involved in all of it. And so this week she is sharing her best tips to help you create a video marketing strategy for your business. Now, friend, if you have been feeling overwhelmed by the need to create more video for your business, she also has some words of wisdom for you. So I'm so excited for you to meet Mariah. So without further ado, get your notepads ready. And here is my interview with Mariah Hammerschmidt. Okay, Mariah, I am so grateful you are here on the podcast. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Yes. So um, as I was telling you, this is our first time meeting. And so I am actually excited to learn about your background. I know that right now you're the video project manager for the Equine Network, but obviously that's not what you've always done. So tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are and what your role is now at the Equine Network. Absolutely. So my journey has been one that was made up of fairy tales and dreams for sure. Um, I grew up in Denver, no horses. My family didn't own horses, but I fell in love with horses. So um, it was kind of game on. And I've always been just super passionate about horses and loved horses and knew that it's just what I always wanted to do. And it never mattered to me what I did. I just wanted to work inside of the industry. So um, time progressed. I went to college, got an accounting degree, got a marketing degree, um, really hadn't settled anywhere. And I got a job opportunity at the Equine Network as a project coordinator, I think was my official first title. Um, and I really just did some low-level project coordinating and I just wanted it in the door and it didn't matter what I did. Um, so they took a chance on me and I was project coordinating. As time went on, I uh, moved up to a project manager. And as the company grew, we had the opportunity to work with an in-house production company. And they were obviously already versed in video, but had no idea about horses. So the opportunity came that I could go on these video shoots and just make sure that the the horse side of things was taken care of and that we were on brand for horses. They took care of all the video things. And as time went on, we really found a market there that there was um, an opportunity for us to sell these services and be more involved in video. And I learned a lot about video along the way. And the team learned a lot about horses along the way. And it just became this really perfect um, partnership between the two groups. And so that's kind of how the video thing started. And as I got better at it, I came up with more ideas and learned the creative side of things and learned the camera side of things. And it became my full-time job. It seriously was one of those um, Cinderella stories. I love my job. It's not what I went to school for. And if you would have told me 20 years ago, this is what I'd be doing. I'd have been like, no, that's not true. <laughs> yeah. So, um, that's how I got here. And it's, it's been 
it's been amazing. And the equine network has been um, just like that perfect storm of opportunity for me. And it's been great. I love that. That's so cool. Um, congratulations on that journey. It does sound um, dreamlike. You're right. <laughs> Almost. Um, so Thank tell me you. this. Uh, when you talk about, for those that are listening first, um, when you're talking about video production for the Equine Network, starting out and even now, I know that's evolved. Starting out, when you say you guys were going and traveling and you were, had the opportunity to have an in-house production company, what videos were you all producing? Was this for, was that the on-demand subscriptions that you have now? Was this just promotional videos? Uh, what videos did you start out working with before it grew to what it is now? I am honestly, at the time it was just, um, videos about uh, where we really started was videos about, um, our program called a home for every horse, which I was also the project manager for. So I was project managing a home for every horse we were like, let's try and figure this out and how this fits inside of our brands before we go to clients. So that's where it started is this these stories and almost, um, you know, awareness videos so that people knew what was going on inside of these different programs. Cause that's what video is so great at doing is raising awareness of um, a program or a story or a product, right? It's a way to get that word out there. So um, because I managed a home for every horse, it just seemed like let's, I know a lot about this. So let's start here. And um, that's where it started. And then um, as it grew, we started doing more brand videos for our internal house brands. And then we started to do product videos and storytelling pieces for our clients. And then actually the last thing we, we got involved with uh, was the on-demand video. So that's a very recent thing for us. Um, in the last couple of years, we've really you know, uh, paid attention to that market and jumped right in. And the other thing that we do is um, we have actually two groups that handle live streaming. So we are, we do all the different types of video um, that you can think of, but the, the two newer ones are on-demand videos um, and then our live streaming services. Okay. I didn't know about the live streaming. You'll have to tell us a bit about that, but tell me about um, the clients. When you say clients, who are the clients for Equine Network? Yeah, no problem. So um, we have a really big list of clients and we're really blessed to have that group of clients and we've worked with them forever. And from print ads to digital ads and now of course videos. And those include anywhere from feed companies to supplement companies to pharmaceutical companies um, to clothing companies. We It's such a vast group of companies that we are so blessed to work with and shoot video for um, just as a just as those trusted um, people inside of the industry to do the video. Um, and we've actually expanded even more now into our program called Horse Week. Um, and so all of these companies are getting together and promoting a full week of horse video content, which has been super cool. Yes, I've watched many of your Horse Week videos. They were, they were really good and very interesting. So, all right. So, that is so interesting. So you're doing the ads. So more or less when you're doing video for your clients, and I'm asking this because I think a lot of people probably hear the equine network and they think of the publications, right? Like the, the surface level things that they are seeing. Um, but there's so much going on under the surface that relate to my listeners, which are probably many like your clients, the everyday horse business owner, um, the products and services of the equine industry. And so that's why I wanted to have you talk about video strategy is because I love all the things you're doing. And we've talked about uh, memberships and marketing with Annie Kennedy actually on the podcast as well from the equine network. 
But I'd love to hone in a little bit on that video idea because for my listeners, as you know, when it comes to marketing, video is becoming king and has been for a while. It really is a necessity, whether you're talking just about clips on social media for your reels or fully um, published YouTube content, fully produced YouTube content to brand anthems and brand promotions. There's so much out there that they can be doing with video. And so knowing that you service those brands and work so closely with them for many of these types of things, um, I think that you probably have some really great things to share and some experiences that you've seen, things that you've seen that have worked well uh, for businesses that are looking to create that video content. Absolutely. So I, I, you know, I, when I was thinking about doing this, I was like, man, I have so many things that I want to share. And, and I, I think what's really important and my key that I'm going to repeat this over and over as we discuss, but, um, is know your audience. And I think know your audience and know where you want this to live. And those two things are so important. And as video changes so quickly, as soon as you think you have it figured out, um, Instagram changes their algorithm or Facebook wants horizontal video or vertical video. So I think it's really important to know your audience and know what platform you're wanting to use. Um, do you want this to be a story or do you want this to be on your feed? Those types of things are really important as, um, as a company to know how, what you want to do with your video. Um, so that's kind of my first thing, you know, do you want a vertical video? Do you want a horizontal video? And then what is the message you're trying to get across? Because there's so many different ways to do this. Are you trying to just promote a product video and a certain product? And is that your goal? Or are you trying to build engagement and awareness of your brand? Because then that's a whole different video. You know, you, you can start to tell the engaging content story um, of your, you know, an endorsee of yours or a certain horse and that people love stuff like that. But also we're all trying to sell our product and get that, get the revenue for that. So there's also that need for a product video. And so those types of, those are the two big things I always try and communicate. Like, what are we trying? What are our goals here of this video? And who are we trying to get to watch this video? And always, where is it going to live? <laughs> so the big three, there, the big three, know your audience, know where you want it to live. Um, and what's the message you're trying to get across now for you all. Let's talk about, let's, let's go back just a bit. So know your audience. So for those who are um, recording videos and trying to figure out who you're talking to, we've talked about this on the podcast before um, about the idea of knowing who you're talking to. I mean, and that involves, you know, being able to put references into things that they're going to get, right? Like catchphrases or using the right tack and equipment for the discipline that you're going to be talking to. Because some businesses that are listening, you may be involved in multiple disciplines, but when you're going to create a promotional video, you're probably going to do it for certain segments. Or even if it's not a promotional video, if it's a video that's going to live on social, right? You're probably going to speak to different segments at different times. Um, what, what would you say to those, Mariah, that are listening, that are saying, okay, I have an audience, but I do have different segments or different disciplines that I'm trying to reach with my videos. Uh, how do you typically coach or advise them? You know, honestly, it's super interesting. We're working on a project like this right now. Um, so it's always important to maintain engagement with the audience you already have. Um, let's just say it's English uh, disciplines for this purpose. And so you're uh, pr 
you're promoting to the English discipline, but also you want to expand and you want to get into maybe the reigning or maybe the show world of the Western world. Um, so it's really important to actually expand into all of those and make sure that your audience is aware. This isn't just English. Look at, they have a reigning, this is this reigning visual or this show ring visual. This isn't just for English courses. Cause I think um, so often we get so stuck in our disciplines and we only see what's right in front of us. And it's really important that we engage in all different areas and we come together and video is great at doing this, but we come together as an equine industry instead of being discipline specific. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that's good. So maintaining the engagement with who you have, but still being able to branch out. And when you know your audience, well, you can do that. So talk about knowing where you want this to live. So especially um, because there's so much, it can be a little bit overwhelming for a lot of small business owners that are saying, look, I, I am also trying to do the thing, right? I'm trying to train horses. I'm trying to run a lesson program. And now you want me to do a YouTube video and a reel and live videos and, you know, a promotional video on my website, all the things. Talk about the idea and what you've seen or experienced or maybe some tips that you may have um, for those who are trying to repurpose their videos, right? To have one video and then maybe have snippets they use in different piece, different places. Um, talk about what that's looked like for your clients and how you tend to advise them on that when they're feeling the overwhelm, but knowing that all of those places are needing video content in order to be seen. Absolutely. So I always tell people, what's your priority platform? So what is, you know, is it Facebook? Is it Instagram? Is it YouTube? What's your priority? And let's start there because from there, we can repurpose to others, but obviously we're, we're going to, we're going to need to know what performs the best where and create the content for that and then repurpose. Um, usually I always tell my clients the best video that you are going to have, that's going to work in the most amount of places is a horizontal video. And mm -hmm. however, as we all know, the stories on all of our social media sites don't work with horizontal. Right. Media. So i um, you know, I always am just like, we have to decide what's our priority here because we can do it both ways, but one way is obviously, um, needs to be the priority over the other. Uh, and so that's kind of where we start is what's our priority. And then, you know, you throw in things like Amazon, if you're selling products on Amazon, it's a whole nother ball game with that. Um, so video becomes very complex, but I will say that if you want to really break it down into what makes this easiest and simple and what's going to work on the most places, it is going to be a horizontal video and that that's going to go to the most places because you can cut that down and trim it to be TikTok, to be a vertical Facebook video. It's just not the full frame anymore. Mm -hmm. So there, there's so many options and video the great thing about it is it's truly endless limits of things and awesome, cool stuff you can do also can be so overwhelming. Right. Um, which is, which is kind of where all of it comes in to just pick a priority and really focus on that. Okay. When you say that pick a priority, do you mean the priority platform like you were talking about yeah. or the priority in terms of just the goals of your video to begin with? Really, you have to pick one of one for each. So uh, <laughs> your priority platform and then your priority goal. Like yeah. it's hard. Um, you really just want your priority platform and your priority goal and um, do your best at both of those. Um, and when 
when in doubt, there are obviously groups like the Equine Network that we have a full marketing team um, that is capable and willing to help. And we also have a full service video department. But for the people that I know are, you know, selling horses and, you know, maybe just a startup business and aren't uh, ready to take it to that level, those are my, my key pieces of advice. Shoot it so it works on the most number of platforms, pick a priority and really go with it. And know that everyone, even in a, in a big production company, we are also still all working really hard to stay in touch with the ever-changing social media world. Yes, exactly. Ever-changing is for sure. <laughs> is for sure. So let's talk about that idea of the message. So the message that you're trying to get across in your videos. When you're coaching clients and when you're sitting across from a business owner and they're like, I don't know, I thought I just needed to, I, I keep hearing videos where it's at, so I'm here because I need video. Um, how do you kind of get them to the point where they even have a goal right in their video and they know what the message that they're trying to get across because sometimes it's as marketers we can we can narrow that down a little bit easier but to really coach somebody to get to that point for themselves what kinds of questions do you perhaps ask or examples that you give uh, to really help them to hone in on the message that they're trying to get across in their videos before they even get to the point where they're hitting record absolutely so I think you know, when we all think of product videos, we are all so focused on um, the very traditional product video where we are being sold something. However, there are so many businesses, even not just in the equine space, but in all this, all of the different marketing capacities, right? You know, we're constantly being sold soap and shoes and pants, and it's always coming at us from every angle. So I usually tell my clients that if you have if you're looking to create one video or a different, you know, you only want one, but you don't know where to go. Mm -hmm. Always go with something that is going to engage someone because we're constantly trying to be sold something. So storytelling pieces are where it is at because people are interested in other people and you can subtly put in product placements and things like that inside of a video that is engaging, whether, and instead of just throwing this product video, buy this, it's great. Instead of doing that, put your money into that storytelling piece because people engage in that. Okay. Tell me this. That's super, super sage advice, by the way. Um, because especially as business owners, right, we automatically are thinking of that bottom line and thinking we need to be selling, right? The whole video, it's got to be promotional video. We need to be selling the whole time. Um, but tell me this. So for, I'm going to pretend I'm that business owner, right? And I'm saying, Mariah, okay, I hear you, but how do I convert that into sales? So you're telling me to tell stories, right? How do I convert storytelling into sales? And what would you say to that? Um, you know, honestly, I would say that make sure that you have a really strong ambassador team. And from there, when you're promoting on social media, if you have a video that's engaging, people are likely to share that, send that to their friends, post it on their own page. And then people start to engage with your brand. And then that's where those sales start to convert because they're like, oh, this product is here. That's where I find this product because they're now being driven to your website, to your social media channels, and you can constantly promote. You might get one really great brand video but for the most part, you're constantly promoting your brand and your products on your social media. So people are driven to your page and then they find this, um, this fantastic um, product group that they can then purchase from. And of course, it always works with, 
you know, if you have a really strong ambassador and someone, and you have a really strong video about that, people engage with that. They want to use that product because that person that they look up to that, that is their idol uses that for their horses. Yeah. The influencer marketing. We need to have a podcast just about that. I think, <laughs> I think that's oh my be on my list. Yeah. It would be so good. And it would be probably be a pretty lengthy podcast because it is so strong right now in the market. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. I I'm definitely putting that on my list right now to find a great person to come in and talk about that. Um, not that you're not great, but I know that <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, Absolutely. This is all about video. This is all about video. So I don't want to get too far off the beaten path, but I think that that's a great, yeah, an entire episode could be about that idea of influencer marketing and, and brand ambassadors and things like that. But for those that are listening that are saying, um, Denise, I'm not quite there yet, but I can tell this, you can tell the story, right, of your business, or you can tell the story of your customer. Let your customers, you know, see themselves in the videos that you're putting out there as you tell those stories. And it doesn't always have to be this, the, the transformation story doesn't always have to be, you know, what I've talked about on the podcast, right? In terms of um, before the product, I was feeling this, right? Then I bought this product and now I'm feeling this, which are great. And you do want those stories as well. But sometimes it's just sharing their story of them and their horse and then, you know, the mentions, like you said, the brand mentions, but it doesn't have to be a full on commercial. But as people share that and as people connect, then exactly what you said, Mariah, when they go to your website to learn a little bit more, then that's where you can catch them, so to speak, right? You can invite them to get on your email list. You can give them a freebie, give them a resource. You can qualify them, right? Because a lot of those people, they're going to share it. It's going to reach a lot of people and not all of those people are going to be your best fit audience, but your website copy, your freebie, all the things we've talked about here on the podcast will help to qualify them so that those right people are the ones that are getting on your list and eventually becoming customers as well. Um, Absolutely. That, and yeah. you brought up such a good point with, if you don't have that strong ambassador build yet, people love to buy grassroots. It is a huge push right now. And people want to know who the people they are working with are. So they want to know that you're, you, you are an expert in your brand. You care about their horse or their dog or whatever you, they want to know that. So the more you can promote your company and the people who work for you, the more people will connect with your brand. It's really that simple. I, um, there have been multiple companies that I think we all probably know right off the tip of our tongues where they had these really funny viral videos where everyone could connect and like, oh my gosh, that person works there. And immediately something changed in their, excuse me, in their brain to then want to work with that company because they knew that person. They felt like they knew that person at least. So there's so many options. Like <laughs> truly it's so vast. And in today's world where everything is just so accessible and we have so much marketing coming at us constantly, the ability to create a connection with a, with a customer is invaluable. Yeah. You read my mind, Maria. I was literally writing down video builds connection because it is that connection when they feel like they know you, they feel like they're connected to your brand. Um, because regardless people buy from people, I say all the time on the podcast, people buy from people. And so when those people feel connected to what you're doing and what you stand behind and who you are as a business and the things that you are doing, um, then definitely they will fall in line with that. 
Okay. Absolutely. So you talked about audience, you've talked about knowing where it should be. You talked about the message. Is there anything else that we're missing that you wanted to share for those listening to really put together a solid video strategy for their business? Um, you know, I'm just, just know your audience. That's like the big thing that I've always carried with me. And that always fell in line for everything. Um, know your audience, know your clients and be be personable because that's going to get you so far when people connect to that. And so just don't forget that we all know that we're people and we all love horses and we share a passion for that. And so as long as we all really can embrace that and drive to that, we all just want to be around horse people and we want to buy horse products and we like to buy trinkets for our horses. And <laughs> like that is, that is all, all we are, you know, and it doesn't matter kind of whichever way you look in the side of this industry. It's so cool because we all just like our, we all just like our horses and we all like, you know, pony nose kisses and we all like the sound of them munching on their hay in the morning. So those things are so they, they connect us and it doesn't matter what discipline. So just know that, um, This industry is so cool in that because we all really just want to connect with one another. Yes, you're, yeah, you're right. The equine industry is, is, is so unique. And the, that common thread of the love of the horse, I love because it doesn't matter the discipline, doesn't matter the style, right? Um, It's the same through and through and knowing who you serve. I love it. Okay, Mariah, thank you so much for sharing these insights. I know they're going to be so helpful to my listeners. And again, those who are listening and you may be saying, A, I'm ready for a video production company. Where can I find Mariah? I'm going to ask her to let you know, and I will have a link in the show notes to uh, the Equine Network's video production page. So you can see the things that they have done and the different ways you can use video, which is something that maybe you want to tap into before we leave Mariah. Talk about, I'm looking right now at your video production page, right? So you have documentaries, you have how-to videos, partner videos. There are a variety of different ways. We've talked about social media Um, but there are lots of different ways that people can use video. So is that something you wanted to share about before we leave just that idea of, um, the different opportunities? Social is definitely one of them. Promotional is definitely one of them, but when it comes to businesses, there are lots of ways, right? That you can be using video inside of your marketing. Absolutely. So this kind of leads us into, um, our big promotion, which is horse week. Um, it is a whole week of horses. If you've ever seen Shark Week, it is that, but all horses, which is super exciting. Last year was our first year and we're now on our second year. Obviously that is huge for us. And that has very little to do with social media because it's just a way for us to bring all of this horse content to horse lovers. And so it does go live on social media, but it has its own page and its own existence. And it's available on Roku and Apple TV, which is awesome because it's just horse content for horse lovers. Um, and of course there's always the trade show videos. There are so many places. There's all these film festivals that people are actually going to watch horse videos so that video is truly endless where it can live, who it can reach, what can happen with it. And that's so cool, but it also makes it so daunting. Yeah, so (laughs) it's always that Um, You know, pick your priority, but know that there are so many resources and there are companies that are willing to reach out and help you um, really hone in. Like I said, Equine Network is so much bigger than just video. Most people know us as our publications, as you mentioned, Mm -hmm. Um, but we also have all these on-demand videos. We have so many things and we also have an entire marketing team who's here. 
Um, and, and we're willing to help. And we have so many great minds and people who love horses with those great marketing minds. So that's super cool. And, and you can check us all out on equinenetwork.com or horseweek.tv. We also have all of our social channels. Um, Equine Network LLC can be found on almost everything. And then Horse Week is also available if you just want to geek out on horse content because we all love the horse. So, Right? Yes. Yes, for sure. I will share the links to each of those things in the show notes for this episode as well. Um, I'm so grateful, Mariah, for you taking the time to share. Like I said, I know that you have a variety of projects that you have worked on, but, and I know that my listeners, you know, small to large businesses can benefit from hearing this because that idea of knowing who you're creating content for is the same, no matter the size of your business, that is key. And so I so appreciate you bringing that up, Mariah. And thank you for sharing so much information. I know it's going to be so helpful. We really appreciate you being here. Well, thank you so much for inviting us. It was awesome. All right. Wasn't that full of so much good advice and obviously some experience and wisdom in there as well. So I hope you enjoyed this interview with Mariah. I hope that you are taking away some really good nuggets as you think about video and marketing for your horse business. Now, she mentioned Horse Week, so I wanted to let you know, of course, depending on when you are listening to this, but for those who are listening when it comes out, October 9th through 15th is Horse Week by the Equine Network, and you can go to horseweek.tv. You can watch their previous videos, and then you can also pay attention for new feature films and videos that they will have coming out during Horse Week. So make sure you check that out. Now, if this has been helpful to you, what I would so appreciate is if you would share it with a friend. Will you let them know about this podcast so that those other horse business owners who are kind of floundering around trying to figure out marketing and wanting some clarity in their messaging and what a plan actually looks like, invite them to join you here or join me here on the podcast each week. I'd be so grateful and I'm sure that they would as well. Now, if you're not following the podcast yet, I also invite you to do that so that you can know when there is a new episode, which, as I said, is typically every week. And so next week, do pay attention because we are closing out our content marketing series and I will be sharing with you some ways that you can come up with the topics, right? Well, that is one of the biggest problems or questions that I get from people is how do I know what to say? How do I know what to post, what to put in a blog, in a podcast, whatever the case may be? So next week, we are going to talk about content as far as topics go. I'll give you some very specific questions you could ask yourself, and you're going to have a great list, I am sure. So make sure and join me here next week. I'm so grateful you were here today. I hope it was so helpful, and I hope you have an awesome day. I'll see you next time. <music>